broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. And good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri as the New Hampshire primary is rolling out this morning as we talk. And we have sound from the first votes to be cast, the first primary votes in this exciting election season. Stephanie Bell's there, all excited. I know you're jazzed about it. I love a primary day. <laughs> she, she, Hannah, she's so energized. It's great. Yeah, nerd alert. <laughs> <laughs> and John, are you as excited as Stephanie? I mean, you can feel the electricity in the room. There's no one on the planet as excited as Stephanie for, for primary days. Here's Mark Mer- Meredith talking about the first votes cast in this 24 GOP primary race. There was one polling place, one small part of the Granite State up in Dixville Notch that opened overnight, allowing the uh, six residents there to cast their ballot. Fox was there as those six voters in Dixville Notch cast their ballot just after midnight, like 12.01.30. They were out there ready to go. The town, which is about 20 miles from the Canadian border, has been doing this ever since 1960. Haley swept this small town, winning the support of all six voters. Overnight, though, the attention was on the GOP frontrunner, former President Trump. He held a massive rally urging New Hampshire Republicans to see him as someone who could bring the party together. Well, I guess it's uh, Nikki's either first stand or last stand. We'll see as the day progresses. People are saying she needs to at least come within single digits. I mean, maybe those independents can come and vote for her. Who knows? But uh, she's got to have a good showing, doesn't she? She does. Um, and I'm not surprised that these first six votes rolled in for her. I'm going to try to look up who did who did this place vote for last time. Uh, I think I, Trump I, got it, didn't they? Are you they? talking about Dixville? Yeah, yeah. Did they vote Trump last time? I've, as far as I remember, they did. They did. It's, it's an interesting town. They voted after just after midnight, but I mean it's it's so small. I don't know how represent. I mean, it's more fascinating than anything else. I just don't know how representative that is of the uh, of no. the whole state. It's great tradition. It, though. It's like Punxsutawney Phil on, on yeah. Groundhog Day. You know, in New Hampshire, to me, is a Republican state. It's conservative, but it's just it's got a little bit of a. Uh, there's just things about it that are, you know, they, they've elected some Democrats over the years, too. Yeah. 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 So we'll have to see. There's. Uh, well, and Brian Haley Ellsworth. has the endorsement of the governor, uh, uh-huh. Kristen Unu, and yep. and she has the aid of independence voting. So she could have a big night, although the polling isn't really showing that she should have a big night. And on other news, the economy, well, at least if you're looking at the markets, continue to go up. I know Stephanie will be covering that later in the morning bell. Uh, Chris Arps will join us at 635. And boy, we're going to have a rock'em, sock'em time with Cindy O'Loughlin, or at least have her take on the rock'em, sock'em going on, goings on in the, in the Senate well. Uh, he'll, she'll be with us at 735. So, uh, Majority Leader O'Loughlin will be with us then. You won't want to miss that. And, um, She's got a lot of districts in her uh, school districts and her senatorial district closed again today. So she's been dealing with a little bit of that. Northeast Missouri was essentially shut down with the ice storm. They're still getting it right now. And I have to tell you, I parked out on the lot today, which yesterday was an absolute glazed over (laughs) sheet of ice. Yep. I parked out and almost fell coming in because there is still yes. li- there are still little pad. That's the thing. There's little secret patches of Absolutely. ice that you may not think. You may think it's melted because it's what thirty eight degrees out. Well, and our our parking lot is special in the oh. fact that it's on just enough of an incline to cause issues when it's icy. And it's difficult to get in some of those spots. But you're absolutely right. It's not just uh, the rural towns, but Columbia and Jefferson City are having issues as well. So most school districts in the listening area, KWS 
Express and 93.9 The Eagle have closed for today. The two large Southern Boone and, and Ashland is closed today. The Columbia Public Schools, Jeff City, are on the two-hour delayed start. And it's because of this ice that you just referenced. I've had a heck of a time getting down the stairs at my apartment. I had to walk like a penguin. Um, this morning? Uh, this morning. Oh. It's There's ice everywhere. Oh. And uh, it was, uh, you know, th- this morning. So be very, very careful. And the fog is pretty bad, too. So there is a fog alert out as well. So be careful. How is it uh, in Jeff City this morning? Uh, Back roads, you know, here and there, a little bit icy. And like you said, some patchy fog and all main highways in good shape all over most of mid-Missouri. But yeah, watch it on the back streets, gravel roads especially. And sidewalks. We also have an update on Missouri politics and polling and how the races are going. I know, Stephanie, you've been unpacking that. There's uh, some interesting, some interesting um, trends there. Yeah, and I think I think the important thing to note, the polling that we got out over the weekend um, on the statewide races shows more than 50% of people undecided, um, which we pretty much expect. You know, there's a lot of education left to go um, for the statewide candidates. Uh, but uh, I think where people are missing some things, I think if we go back and look, um, I, I think the same poll or a similar poll was conducted, for example, in July. And so if we're kind of looking at, you know, where were voters in July to where they are today, um, some people are gaining momentum um, and some others aren't. So um, I think that is really where the story is there. And tonight, we should remind listeners that tonight is pre-registration, right, for the Republican caucus as well. There's a meeting, I or think. Or a meeting um, there, Hannah, on what, how to register. What meeting is happening today in Boone County about the caucus? Uh, the Boone County Pachyderms uh, Grand Crew Restaurant in Columbia uh, at 6 p.m., I believe. They're going to be hosting sort of like a little educational forum just for folks to come learn about how the caucus system works um so that's 6 p.m in columbia at grand crew and if you can't make it to that i know a lot of people were like where can i get online and get information typically um especially if you're in boone county i know brianna lennon has some of the information up but now you can go to um mogop.org i believe or i think you can also go to missouri.gop basically search for missouri gop you can get there and they have um caucus information up on the website and mike swineful um or tony lupo can help them as well but that that's that's absolutely um absolutely correct Stephanie, I'm fascinated by those polls in the gubernatorial race. Even though you know we're still months and months out, I'd be very curious what those what those are saying um, with those candidates. That's that's interesting. And you- undecided is leading the pack i mean that's the headline (laughs) it it really is and so will those undecided folks break like what we see uh you know the folks who have decided i i don't know and there's a democrat who is challenging crystal quaid from springfield who's raising a lot of money to hamra um i don't know if people have noticed that but he is he's got money now he is not if you look at the twitter base uh they want quaid but this guy you know if if he gets this kind of money and can continue to to raise it, he's going to have enough for for television advertising. I think he could be formidable. It's interesting if you look at uh, you know the overall political landscape in Missouri. Aside from the, the either end of seventy, St. Louis is Kansas City. Notwithstanding Columbia and Boone counties, yeah, important role. Southwest Missouri and Springfield; those are some engaged, committed 
passionate voters. I mean, Governor Parson comes from that area, that mm-hmm. that part of the state. So, uh, you know, could make some waves there. And this is the Moscow Remington poll, and there's some really interesting dynamics. I think there's a gender dynamic going mm. on a little bit. Mm. The, one of the more interesting, um, because a lot of them are um, close or expected, one of the more interesting numbers I saw was for Lieutenant Governor Holly Thompson Rader is up at 18%. Um, the closest to her is Bob Onder at just 12. Wow. Uh, so, you know, but she's the only female in the race. And, and, um, when I look at this, if you go down to, let's see, the treasurer's race, if you recall, Lori Rook, who's an attorney mm-hmm. in Springfield, has gotten in the race, but really hasn't, you haven't heard anything not from much, her. Not much. She's leading the pack at 13%. Hmm. With Andrew Koenig at twelve and our incumbent Vivek Malik at eight, so mm. it's um I, I don't know if there's you know and, and then the poll breaks down by gender and so it doesn't look like just women voted for women but for some True. reason if you're the only woman in these races I would have expected Holly Thompson Rader to be ahead maybe not ahead by as much as she is but the Lori Rook thing I I really can't explain well and on Rader yeah. on the gender breakdown. 19% of male voters and 17% of females going for Raiders. So it's mm-hmm. not just, if, if you don't vote for me, you're not a woman. I mean, right. it's not, it's, there's nothing to do with that, which no. is fascinating. In Vivek, I thought it was interesting with the Mike Hamra thing, because folks, well, we've talked to Don, Don Luzader down in our... Uh, mm-hmm. In our Springfield office, Don said, this guy, we know him well down here, Mike Hamry. He owns, he owns about all the Wendy's and the Panera uh, restaurants and, in gosh, in a whole bunch of states, according to them. So, yep. yeah, don't he count does. him out. And he owns some, with some of the Wendy's here in Columbia as well. He does. I mean, I, I definitely know the name, including the one downtown, or at least his company does. Um, I, I'm fascinated by the, the number you gave or the statistics you gave about Vivek Malik because we were all covering the Boone County when they had the pachyderm, or maybe it was the Lincoln days. He was the keynote speaker in Columbia last April. But he basically said that he thought the Republicans needed to do a better job of reaching out to uh, Im- the immigrant community. And he said the immigrant community was... Um, solidly behind republicans in in many cases i thought that was interesting but uh, those numbers are really early i don't know if there is a particular region of the state those numbers are but uh, i i think there's probably a lot of people who've never even heard of this laurie rook well and i will say the only um the only race that where the undecided falls under 50 percent is in the gubernatorial race and we'll go ahead and say this is the most scout remington poll from over the weekend um and there in the gubernatorial race undecideds are just 42 percent and we have seen a little bit of shifting in that since july um ashcroft still in the lead coming in at 34 percent that's the same Mm -hmm. um as july eigel at four percent surprisingly still the same as what he was in july um but mike kehoe's up to 20 percent from 14 percent so at least some of those it seems like some of the undecideds are breaking for kehoe and uh in the but i'm i'm a little bit surprised that again to mirroring the undecideds win (laughs) uh 59 percent of uh, people are undecided when it comes to the uh, uh, attorney general however andrew bailey only leads will sharp by seven percent thus far and i'm a bit surprised because of you know name recognition means a lot and he gets a lot of play with all of the federal suits and and all of those that are circulating so will sharp is certainly making a stand thus far in the the media and when you get when you are the acting attorney or the attorney general he was appointed to that position but i mean he's running for a full term when you're you're the attorney general you get into a lot of headlines 
But Randy, it's not just the lawsuits against uh, the president and the the Biden administration. I mean, Andrew Bailey has made the news locally mm-hmm. for, for instance, the Brian Dorsey case, the the death penalty case right. over in 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 uh, New Bloomfield that's getting a lot of attention right now. He flat out told us on Wake Up Mid Missouri the guy should be executed. So I mean, for him to only be up by seven again, that poll I don't know how accurate it is. Um, but then I would it, think he'd be up by more than that. Yeah, but then again, twenty four percent nothing to shake a stick at especially when you're looking at incumbent vivek malik only being at eight percent so i mean 24 percent still pretty significant yeah i'm a bit surprised that vivek is uh is trailing the pack i'm really shocked by that and i don't know because we've got andrew koenig at 12 percent cody smith at nine percent and certainly they've enjoyed some headlines um through their work in the state legislature but i I, this whole lori rook at 13 percent i i can't explain that i don't i mean have you heard anything i don't know what she looks like i don't know what she stands for i know that she gave i think she gave herself half a million dollars i'm pretty sure early on um but other than that uh and i think and you know i think our current state treasurer with all the work that he's done in in divesting in china and some of these other policies i think you know once uh conservative missouri voters get to know about his policies um you know he's been a really strong on the issues um so i'm pretty shocked to see those numbers he has a great story his policy positions and you know just getting people back their money from unclaimed property as well as the mobox program i mean that that evaporated all the money available went away because of his uh, advocacy for it so He's done a great job in our book. Well, some something is cooking in that race, along with the others. We'll be following it, of course, as things unfold. On Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 573-874-9390, if you want to stay in touch with us, either by the telephone or by text. Come back with the D- Daily DC Rundown in just a minute. Thanks for being here. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. The news can be heavy. So can a boulder. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump. If you want to defeat the deep state, vote Trump. If you want to fight inflation, vote Trump. If you want to revive national pride in this country, vote Trump. If you want to revive our national identity in this country, vote Trump. If you want to make America great again, vote Trump. Well, we normally call it the Daily DC Rundown. Maybe it's the Daily New Hampshire Rundown. And some days it's just the Trump Rundown because, you know, there's enough headlines about Trump. That that's all we really get to. Uh, but, yeah, Vivek is fully on Team Trump, and we're going to find out today, I think, if it's over. Uh, any any bets on whether Nikki Haley drops out tonight, Randy? I don't know. I mean, I think she may, depending, I think if she gets a double-digit second place, I mean, a single-digit second place, I think she's still in it. I think there may be enough independent support, and she, there's been money rolling in since DeSantis uh, dropped out, apparently. Grassroots money. So you never know. It's not over until she drops out. All right. And on a somber note, we do want to mention uh, that it was announced yesterday, the two names of the Navy SEALs who we lost. Um, they were over on the coast of Somalia. 
Somalia. One um, jumped in as they were prepared to uh, get on a ship, and another, um, his fellow SEAL seal mate, uh, jumped in after him. Um, They were, of course, weighed down with lots of body armor and heavy equipment. And so um, their uh, commander um, that oversees SEAL Team 6, Blake Cheney, said Chris and Gage selflessly serve their country with unwavering professionalism and exceptional capabilities. There's been some more strikes on Houthi targets uh, overnight as well. Yep. All right. And now McCarthy is also, as far as Congress is saying, the Freedom Caucus has stopped Republicans from being able to govern. And this, uh, I think, previews our conversation that we're going to have with Senator Cindy O'Loughlin <laughs> later, because I think she would say the same thing about the Freedom Caucus here in Missouri. Um, but he had um, some harsh words to say and basically said, look, we're getting, you know, you guys ousted me, but you've really got the same thing. And he said it really uh, comes down to what's a true conservative. And I think a lot of conservatives around the nation are asking that, too, and, and how we define that. And different people are defining it, I believe, in different ways. Well, at what point does uh, trying to play a weak hand in a strong way become bullying, right? There's a matter of standing on principle, but then some people perceive what's going on, I think, at that level and perhaps at this level in the state of Missouri as a little bit of bullying. And McCarthy's pointing out, you know, if we start compromising with Democrats, we get more left-leaning policies. So you say you're right, but the outcome is, isn't is more conservative. He said they're actually spending more money now than if we would have gone with the debt ceiling numbers that I had proposed in the very beginning. So yeah, yeah. interesting uh, updates there. And then also we want to uh, let you know that the court yesterday, yes. Supreme Court, big decision. Mm. The court allows uh, the Border Patrol to cut Texas's razor wire along the Rio Grande. Um, it was an unsigned order. Uh, Justice Roberts and Justice um, Barrett joined the liberals on the court um, for this. Now, Texas has installed uh, my, um, quite a few rolls of this razor wire. We had a Fifth Amendment circuit case that said, um, you know, Texas or that the feds can't come in and cut the razor wire. Uh, the um, the Solicitor General yesterday came in and said this razor wire is preventing the federal government from performing their duties, um, that there's a very real risk of death along the stretch of the river, and that they need to be able to access um, what they can't access with the razor wire to be able to do their jobs. And it's not decided on the merits, but at least for now, uh, the court is allowing the feds to come in and cut the razor wire. that's, That's a question. Isn't there a final merits yeah, decision goes, to be made? It goes back to the Court okay. of Appeals. Yes. So this is a temporary thing. And interesting, no explanation. The judges don't have to. It, uh, tip, typically they don't in this kind of thing? Correct. Oh, cowards. When we come back, Chris Harp, see what he says. Telling you what you want to hear since 2015. This is Wake Up in Missouri. as we roll on on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, the political season in full swing. And when it comes to chomping down on what's going on at local, state, national politics, I can think of no one better to chomp with than Christopher Arps. How you doing, Chris? Welcome to the program again. Thank you. This is the highlight. Of, this is the highlight of my Tuesday morning. Thank you for having. Me. I'm telling you, if we got you and Stephanie Bell in the same room and somehow <laughs> canned the energy, we would the energy crisis would be solved. We wouldn't have to worry about it. We could just sort of all the charging stations would be fueled for the next uh, decade. She's excited and too. Lo- and long live the EVs, right? <laughs> yeah, right? You didn't happen to be out and about in St. Louis driving a fire truck yesterday, did you? <laughs> I think that. Oh my God! <laughs> Can you believe? I'm just—it's just a miracle 
that that uh, right. fire truck didn't hit a house. I mean, that was just surreal watching that. Yeah. You know, I think that that fire truck was about every third <laughs> post on my social media yesterday. <laughs> and the other posts were all Jason Kelsey shirtless yes. screaming at the Chiefs game. Uh, but as a fire wife, that video stresses me out. <laughs> what do you Wild think? Uh, yeah. What do you think, Mister Kelsey's blood alcohol content was yesterday, uh, Sunday? <laughs> which, which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> the one that's in the stands and it's two degrees outside with his shirt off. <laughs> so, Chris, where do you? I have to. Where do you stand? I mean, you're a football fan, right? Yes, okay. I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. Go ahead, start the joke now. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, Chris, did you know that the well. star stands for a rating, not just a logo? <laughs> so, yes, I've heard that. Keep going. Keep them coming. Keep how, cowgirls. How do you weigh in on the, the Tony Dungy and others on one side of the fence that say, this needs to be about a football game, the X's and the O's? And others, I happen to be in the others camp, think, wow, talk about this is some wholesome, organic inclusion without all of the political noise surrounding DEI. I mean, you're including a lot of women who, and, and Swifties who otherwise, eh, who cares? I think it's a great thing. It's bringing people together in the football realm that weren't together before. What say you? Uh, yeah, sure. No, <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I just hate is every time that the Chiefs or Kelsey does something great, they always go up to the stands to get uh, Taylor Swift's reaction. I mean, how many times do we have to, like, see that shot? Who cares? Oh, now, wait, I'm going to challenge you on that. Wait a minute. You're a political activist. You're a, you're a, <laughs> okay. If Chris Arps ran for CD3, and if Chris Arps won the GOP primary, and they and during the victory speech, they panned over to darling Becky, and she's smiling and, and giving it up for her hubby. I would find that warming and endearing. I would want to see that. I want to see what's going on in the in the candidate's family and in the people. You know, as, as the celebrity in whatever realm gets their celebrity, I like to see what's going on in their family, especially, you know, the gal that's supporting the guy or the vice versa, the guy that's supporting the gal. You don't buy that? Yeah, but people... Yeah, but people don't want to see that every 15 minutes, though. It gets old after a while. And, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm 57 years old. I'll be 58 years old. It's been a long time since I have followed popular culture. And so I'm just sick of seeing her. He I said, mean, show me those. Show me those rear ends of all of the football players. Oh, I mean, what else? What else are we watching? I Producer mean, Hannah there's a lot that of, out. There's a lot of nothing going on, or like Travis Kelsey dancing. I don't know. I mean, there's. It seems like there's a lot of downtime at a football game that we can show a couple of shots of Taylor hey, Swift as opposed to just guys bending over. Hey, Chris, I think it's called tight how many years ago but was anyway, it? The, how many years ago was it the Cowboys won a Super Bowl? No, we won't go there. We won two in a row, 93 to 95. 95. Chris, I'm sure that was before I was even born. And I'm sure, Chris, I'm sure you've told Becky all those years you were just watching the Cowboys for the games. It had nothing to do with the cheerleaders, right? Nah. You know what? I had, for my 50th birthday, my wife took me uh, to Texas. I went to the three presidential libraries. I went to South Fork Ranch. But you know what the biggest thrill of that was? 
I got to visit AT&T Stadium. We took a tour. I kicked a horrible field goal on the field. There's a video of that. It was terrible. But the greatest experience was we got to go inside the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders locker room. And uh, there's a picture of me posing uh, in front of one of the uh, pictures of the girls. They told us to try to strike the same pose that the cheerleader did. Did they uh, let you try on the uniform? Uh, that's a picture that you'll never see. I'm okay with that. Now, Chris, in Dixville Notch, uh, overnight, six votes for Haley, none for Trump. Is this Haley's first stand, last stand, or something in between? Hey, do you guys hear that? Uh, that's the fat lady warming up. I think it's uh, over for Nikki, Nikki Haley. Uh, even if she does well in New Hampshire, there's really no forward path for her. And I think the final nail in her South Carolina uh, campaign was when Nancy Mace, the congresswoman, who she helped uh, when uh, President Trump put a, uh, a competitor against her, helped her win her race. Uh, she endorsed Donald Trump yesterday. You had uh, Senator Scott, who endorsed Trump on Friday. You already had the governor of South Carolina endorse uh, Trump. So uh, I think she's going to actually drop out before South Carolina so she's not embarrassed. Yikes. Well, what are you making of all this state polling? We got new state polling over the um, over the weekend, and a lot of folks are still undecided. Uh, are you taking anything away from these polls? Well, we had actually, we had Jay Ashcroft on the show yesterday, and we talked about that poll that showed him with a uh, double-digit lead over uh, Bill Igo and the uh, and Governor Kehoe. There were a lot undecided, but I think a double-digit lead, especially when you're being outraised by your two competitors, uh, it was pretty significant. Hmm. Hey, Chris, talk to us now that we're seeing things start shaping out. Trump the other day hinting at a VP selection possibly somebody in the background we're hearing christy gnome and elise stefanik out of new york who do you like who do you think's got the inside track well you know i heard an interesting suggestion yesterday mark halperin the noted uh political journalist before he had his uh fall had his fall uh, i get his newsletter he was suggesting uh the alabama freshman senator uh, I think her name is Catherine Britt. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a big MAGA supporter. She has endorsed Donald Trump. I think anybody that has ran against Donald Trump, I don't think they're going to be a consideration for vice president. I think that his pick is probably going to be a female because the abortion issue is going to be huge, um, this issue. But you have to remember, uh, Donald Trump likes a lot of the spotlight, and I think it's going to be someone that's not going to compete with him in that spotlight and i think uh christy gnome or governor huckabee uh or even me even carrie lake i think they will compete too much for him uh with the spotlights so i think it's going to be a female but it's going to be someone kind of low-key chris harps joins us at chris underscore arps on x formerly twitter chris i have and, and and let me let me say this and i don't think it was a coincidence on sunday that uh, Senator Tim Scott proposed to his girlfriend. Oh, you I think, think uh, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, you can't be on the ticket, national ticket, without being married. That looks bad. So yeah. I think he's on the very, very short list. And I think that uh, engagement proposal, which I think is sincere, but I think uh, that had something to do with it. So it, let me let me test something out on you that I, I again I'm a I'm a pragmatist, probably more so than than some of the folks uh, analyzing this from the MAGA perspective. Mm-hmm. If you look at the polls, 
coming at, at Donald Trump from both sides. Nikki Haley versus Joe Biden kicks Donald Trump versus Joe Biden all over the place, right? I mean, yes. it's double digits. Okay, in some polls. Uh, uh, if you look at Donald Trump post-conviction versus Donald Trump uh, only indicted versus Joe Biden, that's a different story. Joe Biden is either within the margin or clearly wins. Are you concerned, as I am, that while MAGA support is absolutely written in stone, galvanized, it ain't going to change, and it's strong, that without a, a, a VP who could be that next eight years post a Trump presidency, that may be MAGA light, something a little more palatable to the middle, it, do, you, do you see any problems with a Donald Trump and then a Donald Trump VP candidate as being strong for the base, but not enough to get over the finish line? I think so, but I hear I saw a poll this morning. It was a Harvard Caps poll that it said that when you throw in uh, a third party candidate, either Cornell West or uh, or, J- or RFK, Trump leads Biden by seven points. I don't think these third party candidates are going to drop out. A lot of them are, are vanity uh, campaigns. So I, I share your concern, but I think as long as there are third party candidates that are probably going to take votes away from uh, Joe Biden, I'm not as concerned. Do you think Joe Biden is, the, what is the, what is the chance that Joe Biden is not the GOP nominee's opponent in November? You know what, I would probably put it about uh, maybe 70-30. You hear the Democrats continually say, hey, he's our guy. Um, we're going with him. He has proven that he can beat Donald Trump. But there's this wild, there's this wild card scenario that if the polls do not improve and uh, President Biden's performance uh, continues to look shaky, that there could be we could go back to the backroom deal conventions or backroom uh, convention deals where I could see somebody at the Democratic convention, uh, the, the, the power brokers maybe choosing someone else, and you know the main person that we've been hearing is uh, Michelle Obama. You know, it's very interesting that the Democratic convention is going to be in Chicago um, this summer. Mm. And uh, Dr. Tobel, you remember what happened at their last Chicago convention in 1968. Yep. And I've been looking at Michelle for over a year now. I think we should be very worried if she's the the person. Should we be reading Should we read anything into tonight? I mean, obviously, Biden's not on the ballot. Um, Dean Phillips thinks he's going to, you know, pick up some votes here. You know, ultimately, I think they're going to they're going to the liberals are going to tell us that, you know, even if Biden doesn't do well, like it doesn't matter. And he wasn't on the ballot and all these excuses. Should we should we buy that or should we read into something tonight? Well, I think the Democrats and liberals have made no secret that they are not happy with uh, Joe Biden. They think he's too old. Um, They're concerned about his uh, uh, stance on Israel. Um, As much as they try to say that Bidenomics has helped everybody, they know that inflation is still high. They know they're still paying uh, higher prices for gasoline and, and for energy. So I think he is very, very weak. But as I said, I think they are going to stick with him uh, until it's it's too late, to, until it gets so bad that maybe they need to change up this summer. All right. It's, it's, it is going to be, I think, the most interesting and probably unpredictable, unpredictable race that we have seen maybe in forever. Who knows? Chris Arps, always enjoy your analysis. Looking forward to talking to you in the wake of the New Hampshire primary next week, brother. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great show and great week. All right. There he is, Chris Arps. Uh, heard uh, 
down the street over eastward in St. Louis uh, every afternoon. Okay, uh, when we come back, I've got a cold case for you involving Chiefs fans, but it's a little bit macabre. You'll have to listen when we come back on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Watch the gang on our Facebook or YouTube channel. Find us at Wake Up Mid-Missouri. coming up a little bit later in the program, 7.35, Cindy O'Laughlin joins us after the fireworks on the floor of the Senate last week. And I know that you will be riveted as we will be. Bill Igel on my program, Saturday morning program, uh, was very pejorative. I mean, used words like unhinged, lost her composure. And she said, of course, what set that off was on the floor of the Senate. It had to do with her saying, well, you're just running for governor. <laughs> so, it's, <laughs> Which it's, I know is like Cindy O'Loughlin was my winner of the week mm-hmm. last week. And Stephanie and I were kind of texting over the weekend about her. And we want Cindy O'Loughlin merch. So if the senator is listening right now, maybe she can hook <laughs> us up. Okay. I think it'd be really great. I also, I don't love the, she came unhinged. She I, was, I, yeah. I, agree. I, I, I don't think that would be said about a man. And I, I got in touch with, with Cindy and I said, look, he ripped into you today. I don't know if she heard it. And, um, I, I think we should play some of that when we will do that. I'll try to rec- recover some of that and, and, and get her response to it. And of course, they're back today. They took yesterday <laughs> off for the weather, but I, be- I believe they're back. I didn't see the, um, that they were out today, so yeah. I think we expect them back in the building today. They've got a lot going on in committees, um, and so how all of those interviews and people, we know that the interviews have dusted up some stuff on the Senate floor in the background um, and on the floor itself, so how those play out on the Senate floor today, I'm... <laughs> We'll see. Have you seen where sometimes parents of small children, where there's siblings who fight a lot, they'll buy a really large oversized shirt (laughs) and they will write on the shirt, you know, this is our get along shirt. And they basically make both children wear the same shirt. So they're like trapped together until they figure it out. I haven't seen that technique. Like a three-legged race almost. You're basically strapped to the other person. Maybe maybe we should try to implement that. I asked someone. twins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, you know, superficially, one side, the Freedom Caucus is saying, well, the leadership just isn't getting in front of it. They're not flooding the zone, overwhelming the Democrats who then couldn't filibuster anything. Let's get this thing going. Uh, and uh, procedurally, the, the the traditionalists, if you will, are saying, no, there's order in the Senate. I think it's gone beyond that. I think it's become personal. Name calling. And at what point, who can, do Do either of them have a, com, a, a common friend who could get them in the room and say, look, is there any, the, the, Rowden and, and Cindy, you know, Caleb and Cindy and, and Eigel, and I don't know who, who's, you know, lockstep with Eigel, uh, and get them in the room and say, guys, this is not good for our brand, the conservative brand. We have to fix this. Yeah, and I would go beyond saying it's just personal. And I think, you know, there are people who respect the institution and say this floor is for governing. 
It is not for campaigning. And I think that's really where the breakdown was. We heard that mm-hmm. from Senator O'Loughlin and said, right. yeah, we don't we understand you're campaigning for something and we understand you want to make a point. You can do that all day long. But when we come to this floor, the people elected us to govern and to into, you know, discuss and debate policies. And you're preventing us from doing that um, just because you want points on the campaign field. And we need to uh, find. And I think that's where people are, are talking about respect for the institution. And with all respect to my friend Bill Igel, uh, who I knew from long time before he even ran for office um, because he was friends with Bob Onder and you know that's what those were my digs early in radio or early on um, y- you know I, I, I keep hearing from the Eagle campaign oh he's going to be the next governor this is what the people want well you look at the Missouri Scout poll he's 4% I mean that's below where I Vivek mean, Ramaswamy was so that belies the notion that everyone wants what Eagle and the Freedom Caucus want I mean, we all want, I think, what they want, but maybe there's a a smarter way to get it that is aside from personal politics. We hear from, we've heard all along going into this session from folks all across both aisles, oh, it's just an election year and they're grandstanding. Well, the Chaos Caucus, now Freedom Caucus, <laughs> they've been doing this in the Senate for several sessions. <laughs> yeah. This isn't just an election year. Good point, thing. good point. Hey, we didn't get to this story too much, but we will cover it a little bit later as well. But this this mystery in Kansas City, after the Kansas City uh, Chargers, uh, the, the Chief Chargers game a couple weeks ago, I don't get it. A uh, couple of the three fans that were found in the, their buddy's backyard frozen to death? Terrifying. I and- don't know completely weird that's a cold case if i ever heard about it maybe we should talk about that top of the hour let's do that we'll talk about that when we come back mystery deaths maybe you can help us unpack it cindy o'laughlin at 7 35